How are we doing everyone and welcome to episode 14 of Talking to Mod. This week we have the fantastic singer-songwriter and frontman from the Blue Tones, Mark Morris. I cannot wait to get into this one. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, sit back, relax and enjoy episode 14 of Talking to Mod. There we go. Oh, oh what? Is that much better? Yes, that's that. <sighs> Very clear, yes. Should we start again? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. <laughs> so sorry about that. That's fine. I checked it earlier because, um, a long story, right? Uh, I recently bought a new phone or, you know, contract with iPhone and uh, I was taking Lonnie out to the car the other day. So I had him in my arms here. I had his milk bottle here. I had his teddy there. And I had my phone under my mm-hmm. chin. And I ended up slipping the phone and it's landed face down. I thought, oh, it might be all right. Picked it up. Nothing worked at all. I couldn't even call off it. So I've had to take the SIM out and put it in my older phone. But no wonder, like my mum rang me up earlier and she's like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I'm like, mum, you're on the underground, obviously. You can't hear me. But apparently it's my phone all along. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Have you got a protective case for your phone? I did have, yeah. And it didn't do nothing? No, it's not like, um, it's one of them ones I bought off like, uh, I think I got it off Amazon or something and um, went, for a, went for a cheap and tacky one. You can't be doing that. You need to go into one of those little shops and the case and lock your phone in because it needs to have a little bit coming over. The, so if it does land face down, yeah. the screen doesn't take the impact. So all these fancy ones, they're not really protecting your screen at all. No, I know. Ooh, I know. I feel like I'm being lectured no, no, now, like saying, this is what you've got to get, Sam. This is what you've got to get. No, I'm, I'm just trying to impart some <laughs> consumer wisdom. I'm only messing Don't with you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where I was now. Let's see, that's my fault now. You can tell this is, you know, I'm still early in the stages. Of, you you know, I think this is the fault. How I got into music and stuff. No. And then, do you remember, what about gigs? Were you much of a gig goer? Did you go and see many bands? I did actually. Um, I lived in Hounslow, uh, Hounslow West. It was a twenty-minute walk and, a, and an hour bus journey, but one to get to Hammersmith. So I used to go to a lot of gigs at the Hammersmith Odeon, and, and uh, it was. Uh, um, I'd go and see a lot of. I went to see the first gig I ever saw there. It was Nick Kershaw. Uh, Oh, what's that sound? I can hear something scratching around. It's like you've got a hamster running across your keyboard. Oh, don't, don't stay there. I ain't got nothing. No, it's, I think it might be that little microphone around your neck. I think it's hit in your zip. Let me do it up. That's Nearly got a free show then. That might be better. Might be. I'm not sure. Sorry. I'm oh, sorry he's pointing that out. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. So... <clears throat> I used to go to, I'd go to a lot of gigs. I'd either I, I used to make me own way there, and I'd get picked up and taken home. So I went to see OMD, like Robert Palmer. Who else did I see there? The Cult, uh, All About Eve. I was supported by the Lars when I saw him. Oh, no. brilliant! Uh, oh bloody hell! Talk, talk, talk. I was at the last ever Talk Talk gig. Didn't know it was the last gig at the time, but it turned out to be. Uh, who else? Loads. Of- people because it was just the nearest venue that i could at that age could get to and get back 
in a sensible hour without anyone freaking out. What about yourself? What about yourself? The last one I went to, I went to a conversation with Noel Gallagher in Kingston two weeks ago, but he didn't, he didn't perform, and I was so disappointed by that. But um, what was that it, it, conversation with Noel Gallagher. It was like um, something with Banquet Records in uh, Kingston, and it was just literally Felix White from the Maccabees and and Noel just just talking really, and. Um, I didn't really, you could, there was a point where you emailed a question over and, you know, they had the chance for them to read it out, but I didn't really know what to say. So I asked Joel Gion from the uh, Brian Jonestown Massacre, what would you ask, mate? And he said, ask him if he'd ever reconsider doing crystal meth with him again in San Francisco. And I went, that is the question. Well, I think it, it's it, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. we all know how it went the first time, didn't we? Uh, no. But um, no, that, that, question never got read out so i was a bit gutted about that my missus said why don't you just ask him if he wants to see a trick but i'd be gutted if he says who the fuck wants to see a magic trick Do you know what i mean i'd be generally gutted if he's and shame on him exactly right it's a centuries old art <laughs> close-up card magic it's the best magic there is but i already had something to say if he did shout that out i would have said well your brother likes it and then hopefully that would have just shut him down a bit Red rag to a bull. I know he might, might have thought I was a bit of an arsehole after that, and might have been kicked out. It's it's so completely normal uh, this rivalry that, that these two grown men have. <laughs> it is mental, though, isn't it? Like not to talk about, about it, but it is absolutely mental. Like um, it's a funny thing. When I met Liam, I did a few tricks to him, and uh, I. <laughs> It's the, it's the thing, like, I, I didn't want to talk about Oasis at all, but then he brung up, do I play, like, any sort of instrument? And I said, mate, I'll make a better sound with a guitar if I threw it down the stairs. And he just had a fag and went, that's a bit like me, our kid. And I was like, oh, yes, we're on the same wavelength here. We're doing all right. But I would love to have asked him a few things about, you know, the past and the early days of Oasis, but it's best left. That's what the biographies and the books are for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. You don't want to push it because sometimes it's like uh, people just want to chill out. They don't want to talk about themselves all the time, you know. Oh God, who wants to talk about themselves? Eh? Well, that's it. I'm trying to deflect. <laughs> I, I, I had meetings with the chaps from Oasis like a long time ago. Obviously, not for about excuse me, not twenty or so years. Well, I saw Noel a few years ago. After that, actually, at our mutual friends birthday dinner and he was like what the fuck are you doing here and it was like well he's my mate because <laughs> it was just all rich people and he's like what are you doing here you're not rich like us and i was like well i'm actually yeah i'm his mate but liam i've got a very nice story about liam um going back to 1997 um we just finished our second album we just finished recording it and we just finished mixing it and our management offices was in uh, Belsize Park. And we were going there to play this CD mix of the finished record, etc. And um, we went to the pub first. And, and in there was Liam Gallagher. He was living around there, I think with, with Patsy Kent at the time. 
And there were lots of photographers just hanging around outside the pub and inside the pub. And he saw us come in and recognised us because we'd done some gigs with him in the past. And uh, it was like, all right, all right lads, uh, sorry about all this mess. I'm, you know, I'm remembering it as best I can. Sorry about all these guys, it's just a distraction. But he was very nice and he was very polite to all the sort of paparazzi guys that were hanging around. And we were like, we're going to go back to our offices in a minute and listen to our new album. And uh, you're welcome to join us. You want to just escape this madness and just chill out for a bit. And he was like, yeah, that sounds nice. And so he did. He joined us. I, you know, I've stopped trying to do his accent now. Joined, <laughs> And we listened to a playback of the record. I think we, it was probably about the second or third time that we'd listened all the way through ourselves. And um, my, see, my memory of him that day was like, he was such a generous conversationalist. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's a really good listener. He, he's not like he's got to stand up on the table and gab, 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 all attention's on him. I think when the camera's on him, he might click into something else. But he was like a really nice, generous, and my, my sort of like strongest memory of him is that he was really funny, like genuinely funny. You're not laughing just because it's Liam Gallagher and you're kind of like a bit, this is a bit just an unusual situation. But he was genuinely very funny. and. So I've, oft, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for him. Because I've never been a, like a particularly big Oasis fan or anything like that. Uh, but, so what? But I, I like him. I like him. I find no, him hearing. He's a very cool cat, yeah. He's, he's one of them people. There's a few people who could get away with it. Wear a bin liner. The next day, everyone would be wearing one. And uh, in my opinion, that's Liam Gallagher and Paul Weller. They could get away with anything, mate. Well, yeah. Fair enough. I've tried it. Yeah. Could Liam Gallagher pull off a moustache like this? No, mate. You are rocking that, by the way. I've seen a few comments. That is... That, I try, I, mate, I've tried to grow a beard sometimes, right? And it just doesn't happen. It is awful. It's like one of them stick-on ones, you know? I mean, you get in a joke shop and I just can't... I'm like, no. So I have a shave and then I look like I'm about... 18 or 19. Well, in my head, I look that anyway. I wish I could have a shave and be good for a month. Instead, <laughs> you know, after a day and a half, I look like Charles Bronson, or which I can't, you know, that, I'm flattering myself there. But... <laughs> right, listen, do you remember the first? I mean, you mentioned at the beginning uh, hanging around at the music department at school, but do you remember the first time you went out and bought a musical instrument yourself? And I take it, was it a guitar? Yeah. Kind of. Listen, that's another funny story. Yeah, I had this, uh, I had this stepdad who was a real prat. And he was a carpenter, so he'd work on sites and sometimes he'd go and renovate houses and that sort of thing. And one day he came back with this... And I was just starting to learn the guitar at all, but I didn't have a guitar. He came back with his guitar that had no strings on it. And he said, I'm going to put some strings on this for you, Mark. And then it's yours. And I was like, well... That is unexpectedly generous of you. Thank you. And uh, so he took it to the local music shop, Bell Music in Hell, and uh, got it restrung, but he got strung left-handed because he was left-handed. And then he, he said, oh, yeah, I've changed my mind. I'm going to learn guitar myself. And then it just sort of sat on the top of his wardrobe for about another nine or ten months, completely untouched, gathering dust. And then one day I just sort of said to him, are you going to play that guitar or can I have it? And he said, yeah, you can have it for 20 quid. 
<laughs> wow. So that, that's how I got my first guitar. But, uh, it, <laughs> Unbelievable. Character building. I appreciate it. No, no, I bought it from, you know, that trick. Unbelievable. Ooh. Have you got... Have you, let me ask you, have you got any tips into how to learn the guitar, though? Because, I mean, I'm one of them people, I always got it in my head that I'm going to give it a go. On some of the tours I've been on, I've asked them if they could show me. The recent teacher I had was Anton, of course, from the Brian Jonestown, but I just I couldn't pick it up. I'm going to give you the best tip that no one's going to... No one, you, you have not got this tip for anyone else before. Listen, learn all the basic chords, right? right. But leave F and B the end for another time so learn songs that have got all the other chords you know your c's your d's your g's your e's your a's but leave b and f out of it until your fingers are strong enough because they you they require a bar chord both of those to play them properly and not being out of play then can feel like it's slowing up your progress but learn songs that you know and like that you want to play that has that that gateway into so many you learn about minor chords sevenths and stuff, which are just as easy. In fact, they're easier than major chords most of the time. And um, just stick with it. Literally, just stick with it. Go through the pain barrier. Your fingertips are going to hurt. Your fingers are going to feel sore. It's going to feel like some days you can't make a clean chord. But stay with it and leave F and B for another day. Play anything but F and B and then come back to those and you'll, you'll be fine. Thank you very much your advice um i'm going to give that a go so f and b leave them away leave the f and b's out of it yeah f and b all right I, I see what i can get there but uh, i'd like to like i said it's something that i feel like i've got a bit more time on my hands now i've got a guitar um nadine's nadine's dad's brother come round, and he's he's quite a good uh, guitarist to be honest with you and uh he's one of them people he come around the other day and he was we were busy doing something he's like got a new song for you get on this and of course being from northern ireland and the music culture they love it and he's just banging away giving this song a go and nadine's doing the washing up and lonnie's screaming his head off and i'm like what do i do do i watch him do i attend to the child what am i gonna do do you know what i mean it was one of them moments but lonnie is... called lonnie yeah lonnie after lonnie donegan i was gonna say there's any another one other lonnie i've heard yeah. before it must yeah. be lonnie donegan but his old man is certainly not a dust no. man no, definitely not. <laughs> if the magic career doesn't go well, we might end up being one, though. <laughs> it seems to be going all right, mate. It's doing all right. I mean, it's... Because you're bloody good. I appreciate that. That's, that's very kind. And that no, means a lot coming from yourself. My favourite kind of magic is close-up card magic. Because you already come into it going, all right, fool me. You are. You're going, go on then, fool me. And you do every time. You think, you know, I've seen enough of these, um, you know, and your eyes are like, I'm not going to be distracted here. I've got my eyes focused on, I'm not listening to what you're saying. I'm watching your hands. I'm watching your hands. And you still fool everybody. You're very, you're very, very good. That, that, that does mean a lot, honestly, because uh, it's, it's one of them. It's my favourite kind of magic. Thank you, man. You can do it anywhere. You can do it anywhere. I, I, I mean, it's... Alice's and imprisonment. <laughs> Similar to yourself, it's... You know, with your music, I, I started at a young age, and I, I, to be honest with you, I, I never thought I'd go on to do anything. So it's, it sort of is like I'm living the dream, to be honest with you. But um, it's, you know, you know yourself. One door is shut, another one will open. And you just got to keep on doing what you believe in. I, I think you're brilliant, and it's a timeless craft. 
no one's gonna, gonna get, ever get tired of being bamboozled in that way. You know, it is a wonderful thing. You know, it's, we know it's not magic, but it's like, it's, it, it, it's a craft that's so delicate and, and it fools you every time. I appreciate that. Honestly, it really means a lot. Thank you. So I'm going to, I'm going to turn it back around on you now and say there's something that you're really good at. And we all know, obviously, you're a fantastic guitarist, but you're also great at uh, writing well, songs. Now, what I want to know is, what is the first song you ever wrote? Ever? Um, that's a good question. I'm going to have to throw my mind back now. I th think it may have been a song called Sina. S-E-N-A. And it was quite, kind of like a very, it was like a cod. It was when I was in a band called The Bottle Garden uh, with my brother and this guy called Robin and Greg. It's got that guy, my mate from school on drums. And it was like, uh, when you just started out, I just got my first electric guitar and you, you just seen what sounds nice. So you're just messing around with the chords that we were just talking about, the basic chords. I knew those chords, but couldn't do F and B. <laughs> and uh, there's a song called Cena. Hang on a second. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Well, just a second. I was going to see if I can remember it because I can remember it in my head. It's D major. Okay, so it's, like, it's a D shape. And then you pull those two fingers off. It sounds like the Sundays. That's it. Yeah, that's just thought. Yeah, that's there you go. So it's a C, it's a D, sorry, D major. I don't know what that chord is. I've always said that girls like her would fill my head with images of faith and paint their blind. I never wanted anyone to tell me what to do. It seems that she and I are so alike. There you go. I don't know where that came from. Oh my gosh, that Mate, was like a brilliant rush. Brilliant. Honestly, thank you for that. Well, I'm glad you asked me. That's really got me thinking. Oh, good. Do you want to do some requests? <laughs> listen, I've got, listen, you might be too young for this, but I learned this today. Used to bring me roses. I wish you would again. But that was on the outside. Things were different then. On the inside, the sun still shines. And the rain falls down. But the sun and rain are prisoners too. When morning comes around. You're too young to remember that, aren't you? Prisoners still block H. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. I mean, Please. too young, but I know Lonnie Donegan is, right? Well, well yeah, I guess so. That's... Well, no, it's, it's more of a, it was like a midnight TV show when you'd have been doing your bloody GCSEs. <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing I watched? You ever seen The Prisoner? Yeah. 
That's some trippy thing that is, mate, yeah, I tell you. Brilliant. Unbelievable. Let me just shut this door. Two seconds, right. Lonnie's crying. Set him off. <laughs> he opened the door. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Sorry, I was just putting the guitar back in it. Sorry. No, go and get it back out again. No, do you know? Do you know? I knew you were going to get it right because you did that little look over your shoulder to go. It's here somewhere. Shall I go and get it? No, I was just thinking. That's that. the look. That's the look. <laughs> when you said the first song, it made me think. I remember the first two chords. It was like, okay, oh, because it's like really easy. It's like, oh, little trip down uh, memory lane there. Memory lane, mate. Eh? Rolling back the years. Brilliant, mate. Are you all right for time, by the way? Because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not you're right. Prison tonight. I've forfeited the the working man's club quiz. Thursday. <laughs> brilliant, man! Brilliant. So I get literally uh, it's 178 steps from my door. Is it? Mm -hmm. I've I've counted. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, I'm in kind of like, I'm, I'm in like this sweet little triangle because I'll tell you a secret. No one else is listening. The chap that I buy my house from. He's also 178 steps from my door. Equidistant is the working man's club and my friend who let, leaves me a bit of weed in his log shed every now and again. Uh, oh, I. <laughs> oh, no. Shh, no one's listening. No one's listening. He's 35. <laughs> anyone. Listen, uh, they're not grass. My God, we've lost one. I'm not into this. We, oh, oh, we lost one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're cracking me up, mate. You're cracking me up. How was your Thursday? It was all right, to be fair, mate. It was all right. Lonnie got his hair cut earlier, but um, I've been doing like these. Um, a lot of people have said to me on social media, try this TikTok. Now, I know when I first heard of it, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's full of people dancing about and all this. It weren't for me. But I've, I've sort of found a little way on it where I go on there and say like do what's mod wearing today or what's mod listening to and they sort of do all right yes, i leave sorry to get some engagement with that with like people like-minded people i get a lot of <laughs> there's quite a lot of hate on it right but then there's there's a lot of people who love it as well it's like marmite what i do listen people ain't gonna love everything i do that's just life in general i don't go out to please everyone i used to and then my mum sat me down one day and she said look you're not gonna please everyone just please yourself and your family so I stopped having that sort of thought that, you know, I've got to go out there and everyone's got to love me and this and that, which is totally not why we do what we do, mm -hmm. as you know. But when I first started doing this, that's that's sort of what I had in my head. I, I want to go out there. Why are people not clapping? Why this? Like, for instance, um, sorry, not to make it about myself, yeah. by the way. I'm, I'm intrigued. Thank when, when I did the Libertines tour, that was my first real main tour because before I worked with Paul Weller but I did the sh I was walking around the crowd and doing the sh tricks backstage and, and close up but with the Libertines I was on the stage now did they, when you go green say, say that again when you were on stage that's my question sorry to cut you off but did you have a screen so you could like so the room um, could see your hands yes so that was the plan. That was the plan. So we played Warrington Par Hall and we had a screen. And then the next night we were in Hull Arena and they couldn't put the screen on. It was too low down. It was, it was mental. So I had to you sort of... You to an uh, arena. I know. I did. I had to... Um, 
It was quite... That, out of all the shows I've ever done, that one was probably yeah. not the best because... It makes you stronger, oh, doesn't it? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I learned so much because... Magic to an arena with no screens. Yeah. You know, yeah. some balls to do that. Oh, oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah. And the thing about me is I, I, I never, even when I was back drinking, I never used to drink before a gig or do anything because I want to go out there and remember it after, yeah, yeah. flat out. But um, they, they couldn't see it. There was no screen. And I was sort of like, can you see at the back? And they're like, no. I said, you should have got here earlier. Do you know what I mean? They're having a whale of a time at the front. You know what I mean? Like the first three rows are loving it. But oh, here's another bit. The security guard at Hull, they they threw my props away because they thought it was a rubbish bag. So I had a, a brown plastic bag, right, with my props in it and I left it by the steps and I went off to go to the toilet and come back and I went, yeah, where's this bag? Has anyone took it? Like, I thought Carl, I thought one of the lads like nicked it for a laugh because I know we were always playing jokes on each other and they were like, no, I was like, no, come on. Next thing you know, this bloke's come along and went, oh, was that your bag? I went, yeah, he went, I've just thrown it in the bin. I'm like, fucking hell. And they're waiting for me to go on. And I'm like, I've got to go and get my bag. So we, we managed to get it all out of the out of the bin and all that. And then, of course, when I'm up there, the screen weren't working. Only the first few. I mean, listen, everyone's going to hear me, but not everyone's going to see me. But it did. When I walked off that stage, I was like, well, I need a drink. <laughs> but listen, shit's always going to go wrong at some point. At points, shit's going to go wrong. And you need to be able to deal with it. And you've dealt with it. It's just like strap it on, get out there, do it. And afterwards, the the relief is overwhelming, isn't it? Oh, good. And oh my god, I didn't burst into flames. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't throw anything at me. They shit my pants. Oh well. Oh, you heard about that one? Did. That's it. Hurt your flight. (laughs) But normally. Normally it is, it does work better with a screen in the back. But if you think of like the Tommy Cooper effects, that's sort of the, the avenue I've gone down recently is just using big effects because not all venues are going to have a, uh, a, a screen. So, you know, I just love being up big, there. Big, big props. Mm, exactly. Comedy magic. Well, let's play your cards right, cards. Oh, God. <laughs> no. This world, Anthea. You get nothing. No. Not in this game. No, no, exactly. Oh, there's a little comment there saying more blue tones chat, please. I mean, fucking hell, if I can't talk about myself, what can I do, eh? <laughs> if it's coming out of my mouth, blue tones chat. Exactly, right? <laughs> oh, do you want to look? Do you want to know the first trick I ever looked? No, I'm joking. No, so, no, 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 no. I, I'm intrigued. You know, this is. That's exactly, that's exactly it, man. It's boring, and everyone knows the answers to the questions anyway. This <laughs> was your first set. What was it like to not Oasis of number one? It's like, I don't, rem- I don't remember. I'm sure it felt pretty nice for six days. <laughs> Imagine if we're in the same room right now, the music we'd be playing and the conversations we'd be having. Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, just say the word. I can give us a soundtrack. Let's click my stereos right here. Beautiful. Have you, is that? Have you got? A, is that like your little music room? Well, it's just my dining room. I'm at my dining table right now. Well, this is yeah, my record player's in the dining room. So the telly room is next door. This is for eating and listening to music. 
Edmonton here as well. It's not, it's not, you know, I don't live in a big place. It's, it's a little three bedroom, semi detached, uh, at the top of a mountain in, in, uh, Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> and you're 180 steps away from the working man's club. Is that right? I've whacked my nose if it's 180. <laughs> if you, how did you know did you actually count though have you got one of them watches that counts it no i did it because i was like this is bloody fortunate this this uh situation and i want i need to know how close i am to both of those things <laughs> and it was 178 steps incredible I can never ever move house again. Why would you though? Of like good times. I've got darts, pool, quizzes, cheap plonk, and the other thing. Well, that's it. Eh? That is it. Going back to darts and quizzes, how good was Bullseye? Oh yeah, I, I got quite into that during lockdown. Oh, no. Mate, same binged it. <laughs> Was it was it on at eleven every night or was it midnight? No, it was on at eleven, and then uh, three, two, one started at midnight, didn't it? I think, yeah. Something like that. I'm not very good. I'll start that. You go to that, and people freeze frame it, and you get cancelled. We can't be having that in life, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I used to know. I used to know a. I used to know a really bad joke. I don't know whether to say it or not. Oh, it's one of them, them in it. You know when you've just opened a can of worms and you said, oh, I know a joke. And now people, oh, shall I do it? It was Jim Bowen, wasn't it? Yes. Who did the, and do you remember he passed away the same day as, I think it was Stephen Hawkins, wasn't it? Was it Stephen? I'm sure they both passed away at the okay. same day. But for the and purpose no, of this joke. No, I honestly think they do. And, and they're just on the way to heaven. And just as they go up to the gates, Jim Bowen goes, non-dark player to go first. That's not right. Come on, come on, mate. Listen, I, it's not as bad as you think. Stephen Hawkins, though, is a bit pretentious, wasn't he? I mean, he's from Oxford. He's he's spoken that weird Californian accent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> come on, this is my sort of humour. It's probably not everyone else's, but I love it. Not right, is it? Did you? It's fucking nice. What, have you, what are you drinking? Jack Daniels and Coke? I hear your son crying. No, no, that was me laughing. I can hear something near here. I can hear something. <laughs> no, he, when we had, um, he's normally asleep uh, this sort of time he hasn't slept at, at all all day right so um seven o'clock i thought right i put him in the car quickly drive around belfast and he'll be out like a light put I've, what have i got in the car i've got the rifles um i'm playing a bit of the rifles the great escape album at the moment mm -hmm. i'm driving around the thought Listen, he'd be out like i just want to say they should not have called that record the great escape it's been done there's a few exactly there's a few you know, you've got everything else to choose from, lads. Everyone's going to go, oh, the great escape. And you have to go, yeah, not that one. <laughs> right? For the rest of anyone else who's not like heavily into the rifles is going to have to go, 
Yes, Great Escape. Oh, oh no, not that one. Or Winter Calls. That would have been a maybe yeah, call it. That's fine. You like, you like that? That's fine. Yeah. But the Great Escape is like oh, like what you mean? Like um, be a blank art. Oh. Blue the Great Escape. Yeah, they did. I'm not really a massive, massive Blur fan. Don't get me wrong, I like them, and I, and, and I admire that they've brought out some good songs. I like Country House, because I think it had Keith Allen. No, I know that you are very firmly in the Oasis camp when it comes to the old-fashioned Oasis. <laughs> 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 Someone. The Yankees and the Confederates. Yeah, I was an Oasis supporter, you goddamn blue neck. Someone... Yeah, yellow leg, well, you like Blur. You know, it's, it's funny, isn't it? And you're Some, someone shouted that out at me once. They said to me about my hair. They went, "Listen, why do you just keep on having your hair like that?" I said, "Cause I like it." They went, "Oasis and Blur, forget about it. The rivalry it means nothing these days, and Oasis ain't gonna get back together. Get another haircut, son." And I'm like, "Fucking hell!" This was when I was on stage somewhere. I can't think where it was, but I think I brought the bloke up, and because the thing is, my sort of line of work. I am so quick with the comebacks, right? But if there's someone who really just won't shut up, you come up on the stage, mate, and let's just uh, let's just turn it around uh, on you for a bit. Be nice about it, can I be kindness? But you're you're the magic mod, so I mean, it comes as a part of the package that you present yourself a certain way. I mean, I'm not saying that's how you present. It's not. I know it's not a uniform for you. I know it's like who you are. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But it's like um, mocking. Dolly Parton and saying, "Hey, it's a wig." It's like, yeah, I know it's a wig. That's that's me. It's like, yeah, your hair looks like a mod. And it's like, yeah, I'm called the Magic Mod. No, someone actually said I did a show London couple uh, last weekend, and someone said to me when I got off the stage, "Is that a wig you've got on?" <laughs> and I went, "No, this is my actual hair, mate. Do you dye it?" I'm fucking out. I went, "No, no. Oh, all right." Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, this This is my real hair. I actually they said to the geezer, mate. Influencer, you're on TikTok now. Oh. That's what they're asking these questions. They want to know because they want to be like you now. No one wants to you're... be like me. <laughs> God help them if they do, mate. I tell you that. <laughs> I'm going to ask you now. Do you remember your first show you ever did live? Now, oh. when I mean this, I mean... Anyway, on... Ever. 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 Yeah, I do. Of course, I do. It was a school. It was a, a an after school production. It wasn't a school production. It was an after school production. Yeah. And I sang um, "Brothers in Arms" by Dire Straits uh, as part of this talent show. It wasn't a talent contest, but it was like a show of like with dancing and music. And I think, oh gosh, how old was I? Fifteen, maybe, maybe sixteen. Like still, still a bit of a prat, you know. And uh, and saying, um, yeah, brothers, at these misgoverned mountains are a home now for me, etc. That was my first public performance. What about you? What was your first when you got up and did some? Go on, show, show go on, show. That's I don't a... mean, don't you be, you've been cornered in the playground and you got out. Yeah, right. That's. Do you know what? Honestly, mate, I've never, ever been asked that because I, right, first ever live performance of Magic. I mean, I always performed to my parents. I used to charge my family to watch me. 
<laughs> honestly, I used to say a pound yeah. each yeah. at a young age. Um, I know. Uh, the first show I ever really did was there was a, I used to go to this bar in Crawley, a cocktail bar called the Octopus Bar. And it, I was in there most days. And I remember this one evening, my friend, um, he said, have you got your cards on you? I went, yeah. He said, just do a few card tricks, mate. Let's see what people's reactions are. Because he knew, he used to love my yeah. magic, but I didn't have the confidence. You're and that's, you need someone like that to yeah. say, you're good. You should show people. Don't just show me. Show other people. Uh, their minds. I think I was... I think I was 18, 18. I think it was the first year going out and all that. And he said, go on, go on. So I went up to these people. And then the next thing you know, the manager come up to me. And I thought, oh, God, here we go. And he said, oh, we've got this festival coming up um, next weekend. W would, you like to, would you like to basically work on the Saturday and the Sunday, like doing magic for us? And I went, yeah, all right. So I did that. And then they used to, they sort of hired me for a residency in there. And, and that's really how it happened. Start you there. Just with a question, not to stop your story, I want to hear, but at that point in your repertoire, can you remember how many tricks you had in your repertoire at that point at 18? If, if I said 50, it would probably be less. It, it, 40, 50. I mean, I knew... That's still a lot. It is, and it isn't. If and doing, what I mean by... Gig, if, you're, if you're doing like wandering around a room mm. for an afternoon, you've got 40 things you can pull out your... Yeah, that's a lot that's like imagine a song a singer who sings 40 different songs it's like you're there all bloody day Aye. without yourself. no so no. something to have 40 odd that you can just pull out your back pocket and to make you know to make to make that leap for you into 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 this form of entertainment it's not like it's not the same as being in a band. There are much more opportunities. There are venues, there are gigs, there are blah, blah, blah. You know, there are yeah. shops on every, in every high street where you can buy an electric guitar and an amp. Definitely. Yours is much more specialised and much more difficult to break into, let alone sort of stand out. And Do you... you seem to be sort of nailing it because I think, you're, I think it's because you are very good. And I, I think it's because I think it's a good door for you Sort of broadening in, broadening your appeal, getting people to know who you are and what you do, and like the what the, the sky's the limit. Cause it's not like you get, it's not like you get worse with age. You get better and better with age in your craft because you learn more and more, and you learn. All Definitely, man. You know, you've learned your repertoire in a way that you don't if you're just playing the guitar and writing no. stuff. Haven't you got a little tour coming up soon? Uh huh. <laughs> all right. Oh yeah. I your eyebrows. Oh yeah, Mark, promote. Oh yeah, back to you. Yes, we do. No, I mean, fancy a support act with me. Oh shit! I see you were. Well, you could come on, but I just look. We've already got support acts, and you know what? The London shows we've got. London show we got two already. No, I know. Thank for the future. I was being cheap. I know you were, but it's genuinely thank for the future. But for this one next month, I think it's all tied up. But it'd be great when you're in Be when you're in Belfast or something, mate. I'm your man. Well, how come? You don't live in Belfast, do you? Yeah, that's where the missus is from. Is that where you are? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realise. Yeah, I'm coming over to Northern Ireland next May. Are you? Who turns acoustic shows? That's, that's it, so, I'm your man. Listen, I, I've already booked myself here. 
I'm your opener. That's it. You ain't got nothing to say. It's fine by me. Where I'll are you be, playing? I'll be in the front row. Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head, I'm afraid. And I don't think Belfast has been announced, but it's going to be announced. I think they're getting some interesting other shows in Belfast are going to be added. They're playing north, south, and then north again. I'll have some of that. Yeah, come along, Bobby. Nice to see you. Of course, man. I'll come and see you anyway. Before, listen, you've just shown us a, a bit of your work. Would you like to see a quick yeah. trick? Right, give me a second. Let's go and get something. Two seconds. Right. Let's have a quick go at this. See what I've got in here. Ah. In this deck, let me just make sure. Yeah. In this deck, sorry, in this stray jacket, I have a deck of cards. Right. What I want you to do is think of any card in the deck, but not a picture card and not an ace. It's okay. too obvious. Mm -hmm. So think of a numbered card. What is it? Three spades. Oh, really? Not going to do that trick then. We'll do another one. No, seriously, the three of spades. Three of spades. That's really interesting because in this deck of cards, or in this... Uh, yeah, in, in this deck, I have a pack of cards. And every single card is facing towards the camera, except from, from one. All the cards are facing towards the camera, except from one. And that card is the three of spades. Disgusting. Ridiculous. <laughs> Just like we did in rehearsals earlier. <laughs> wow, man, that is a gift. Appreciate that. Is that. Appreciate that. Losing. People are never going to tire of that. Listen, they're never going to tire of this feeling that I'm having right now. It's like, what? You enjoy that? Yeah, I always do. I appreciate that, man. It means a lot to me. It really does. Um, um, I'll show you one more if you want. I can hear the little boy smashing the stuff up. I bought a cabinet and I've got a load of memorabilia in it. Right, let me try this one. <laughs> this one, this is my little stick man mm -hmm. Lennon and he knows one trick and one trick only name any card in the deck but not the three of spades and not a pitcher card and not an ace name it now yep. eight of hearts let me stand up for this the eight of hearts where there you go the eight of hearts that's the card that you freely selected okay now that's not the trick I just went in and found it that's the eight of hearts so that's your card now as I said to you Lennon knows one trick and one trick only. And you get the right angle. Ready? Oh, oh dear. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Mad, isn't it? I always, in, I'm like guy in the restaurant when someone comes around. I'm always like, take my money. Oh, I'll, I'll send you my PayPal details. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> I this. Come on. Listen, what's what's the next twelve months old for you, mate? Oh well, um, Blue Tones tour coming up. Then I've got some gigs with Adam at the end of the year, and then some more early next year. We're going around the UK and into uh, Ireland and Europe 
as well. And then in the, in the before that, um, the Blue Tones going to do some recording. Brilliant. We've got some songs hanging around, and actually they turn out to be quite promising. So we're going to record something, I reckon, around March. We've scouted a new studio. Actually, what day is it? I did that on Tuesday. Found a new studio. It's perfect for us. We're going to rehearse there. We're going to record there. And next March, record four new songs. And then in the summer, four more new songs. And then later in the year, four more. And then stick out three EPs. Brilliant. Bite-sized chunks, rather than sort big album things. I don't know if we could be bothered. <laughs> Brilliant, man. I think it's such a long time since we last made a record. We need to sort of get up to speed in terms of like energy and focus. And that sounds quite hippy-dippy. If we break it down for ourselves into four and four and four, I think we can do the best work that way. 100% sounds good to me. You know, let's see, that might be terrible. We might have turned into, you know, Christopher. I, I tell you what won't be terrible, and that is your support act in Belfast. No, I don't. <laughs> Check your watches. Where's my wristwatch? Do you know what? As soon as I come off this, I'll be texting you going, Mark, don't forget, mate, Belfast. You promised. You promised. You, pro you said I was your only supporter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, on, uh, you're on before the strippers. <laughs> what do you mean? I could do that as well, mate. Up it, Save the money. Yeah. Well, honestly, Mark, all I can say is thank you very much for joining me tonight. Um, I've really, really have enjoyed chatting to you. As I said, there was no real structure to it. I know there were some comments wanted to talk about this and that, but it was just a general chat. And I think that's why people have been enjoying these because there's no pressure on, on anything. I think the danger is it's like you get asked the same old bleeding questions, which everyone knows the answer to. And I'm kind of like oh, a, a bit for it. talking about. And I, I like to just sort, of just sort of ramble, have a conversation. No, it's good, man. I, I hope you enjoyed it because I, I did. Certainly did. Well, Mark, all I've got to say is thank you very much for your time. The first time. There we go. Look, look, look. Fist bumps. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope to see you soon, man. Yeah, you too. You take care of yourself. Thank you again. And enjoy the rest of your evening, brother. Take care, man. See ya. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you very much to everyone who joined me. And thanks again, Mark. What a lovely, lovely guy. And I can't wait to catch up with him soon. So from me, enjoy the rest of your evening. And when it's the weekend, have a lovely weekend. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. The next go